possible. Jolly holiday. Happy holidays from the Whiskey Underground. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is December 13, 2019, and we're back down on the speakeasy to continue our whiskey advent calendar. Brant, welcome back. Hey, what is happening? It is uh, Scott. It is cold outside. It's been uh, a little stormy, but guess what? It's nice down here in the speakeasy, and it's time to, uh, time to drink some more of this whiskey advent calendar, the single cask whiskey advent calendar. As we break, always, always nice in the in the speakeasy. Yeah, weather's always perfect for whiskey. Break open into this one. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Oh, oh another, you know what? Another lady. Of the yeah, game. I was gonna say the Hannah Whiskey Merchants. You liked the last one we did, which is the Glen Losey from Lady of the Glen. So, oh boy, so, dude, look at the proof on this one. Uh oh. So this is Glen Alecky's 13-year-old cask number 901062. Now Glen Alecky is a uh, a Speyside distillery. Uh, it's over near. It's like right across the street from Avalor. Uh, they were founded in 1967, and they um, they were under the Chivas Group ownership for a while, and just last year they got into their they got uh, bought out by. Uh, uh, who are they? Oh no, they're they're Solion now. Um, they're owned by themselves, the Glen Alecky Distillers Company Limited. So, uh, Chivas Brothers sold these these guys off, and so now they do a uh, they do a core range of 10, 12, 18, and twenty five year old whiskey. So we got some of their thirteen year old single cask here. So very interesting on this one. I'm, I'm jotting down everything on this bottle because there's a, a bunch of info on this. Uh bottle so hannah whiskey merchant lady mm -hmm. of the Glen. so refresh me i know it was a few uh nights ago we did lady of the Glen. is that like um is that the independent bottling group or is it the Hanna, hannah, hannah whiskey, whiskey company merchant? is the independent bottling so, group uh okay, so lady of the Glen is kind of their 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 brand in this uh so okay, okay. and that's the same thing that was on the last the Glen losey so that actually got the highest uh ranking so for me and i think from you that was our Oh no! You had a I had a pretty ninety two on that Downmore fourteen, yeah. but ninety three on Downmore fourteen. But it was so but Glen Rossi was still highest. pretty high. Yeah, your second highest and my highest uh, was the last Lady of the Glen. Uh, so this uh, this uh, this distillery is owned by uh, a couple of celebrities. So Billy Walker, uh, who's a country music star uh, back in the day, uh, Graham Stevenson is a British cricketer, guy that guy Ooh. that plays cricket for all of you. Uh, non-cricket fans and then Trish, Trisha Savage who's also another country musician uh, they bought it um, they bought it in uh, 2018 so uh, kind of nice to see uh, an independently owned not just uh, something that's owned by Dist uh, by Diageo or uh, the Chivas Brothers group or uh, John Grant you know so nice to see what, uh, what we got here um, I know their stuff is lightly peated so I don't know Fun, wonder if this is going to be lightly peated. I'm going to go ahead and pour mine out here. This is 13 year. 13 years, 65.1%. Uh, I've seen if I can. Did you did you find some actual details on this particular? I, I do. I got some. I got some deets on this one. Uh, this was distilled okay, in October is. of 2005, and it was matured in single bourbon hogshead. 
Um, before it was then uh, bottled by the Hannah Whiskey Merchants, they actually transferred it to a Marsala wine cask from Sicily. So it spent uh, hmm. it spent a few months in the uh, in a Marsala wine cask at the end of its uh, uh, barreling lifetime. And in June of 2019, at 13 years of age, it was released for Lady of the Glen with only 368 bottles. You know what? It's weird. There's on the nose. There's no ethanol. Mm-mm. You don't like. Dude, but there is it, fucking. Popeyes biscuits yeah. in this thing. I was gonna say it's definitely got like biscuits and milk chocolate and malt. That is that is but bizarre that there is no ethanol. I know. It's it's very light and very floral on the nose. I gotta I only can imagine that this is not gonna do the same thing when it hits the pat when it hits Oh god the top, no, it's gotta be it's gotta be pretty hot. So I get I get so much like milk chocolate on this one, biscuits the and nose, yeah, and vanilla. See, naturally, vanilla is in there. Yeah, I mean, buttered, buttered biscuits like that. that if you ever had, I don't know if you're from the south or if y'all got Popeyes up up there. We have Popeyes, Popeyes but this is up Popeyes buttered biscuit like all the way. If you ain't had one in a while, go get you one. There's like caramelized, um, maybe maybe walnuts. Can't yeah, tell what I that can is. Smell. I smell that. There is definitely vanilla. Yeah, there's there's a good vanilla note when you get behind it. When you get down deep in it, you blow away the ethanol because there is there is still some ethanol. But when I think of like things we've had at sixty five percent, like uh, George T. Stag, like Stag Junior, this is not yeah, no, that, in yeah. your face, not gonna punch you in the mouth, on the nose. Very floral. You can definitely taste that. I mean, taste. You can smell that. That just kind of a toasted nut, toasted, toasted malt. So it's got kind of like it's got some kind of woodsiness on the nose, but it's more toasted than like yeah, matured oak. Yeah, there's a. And that's the thing. That's the thing. It's the crazy thing was you look at this at, at 13 years and you look at the light color. We didn't really talk about. Oh yeah, that, no, it's, it's very light sky. straw. Light straw, and it's it, it's bizarre to think that it's 13 years old, but just the difference in what that Scottish, uh, you know, Scotland aging versus yeah the weather, American the, the refill hogshead. Yeah, nothing like nothing now, like what you get out of. I've had bourbon. chicken marsala, but I've never had marsala wine, so I'm not really sure what to expect on that. It's probably just like uh, dry, you know, like what you get out of dry. Sherry, Dry sherry, yeah. sherry. It's probably not not something that you really maybe that's maybe that's drink, where the the like the caramelized nuts are coming from the walnuts. Is there? I mean, is there a European? I guess society that that's a, that's a very common like table wine. That they they yeah Italy they drink that on the regular Italy. basis. So Italy is so marsala and sherry just it's like a dessert wine aperitif. Yeah, sherry sherry's common uh, very popular in Spain, Portugal, and uh, Great Britain. They love that shit. All right, they go. love this British shit. They do. They love that sherry. Slipper Sherry and Piper do. It's 602. All right, let me get in this one. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Okay. The heat so comes on the palate. This, it's definitely got a little heat on the palate. So one of these... 
this is this is again buttered biscuit. It's very creamy, very like rich, oily. So remember that that Calella we had day five. We talked about juicy barley. Yep. This is jammy barley. Yes. It's like uh, stone fruit jam, like um, yeah. peaches or but apricot. Still to me, not still peaches. Still to me has that has that fresh freshness to uh, to it. This is like apricots or nectarines on toast with melted butter. Mm-hmm. See, All right, wait, the second. I, I I think it's got. I think it's. This is where to me the the barley does kind of come into come into play though. But I do do still get the the butter creaminess, and it has those. Yeah, it has those. I don't know. I'm not, I couldn't tell you. I've ever been an uh, apricot apricot jam fan, but it, I'm fan. But it has that kind of just that uh, light peachy like light bright fruit yeah so it, whatever else man i'm assuming it's like a massive uh, jam has probably a massive sugar content yeah. or whatever else in it, in, in it and it kind of it kind of has that tongue feel there is definitely the spice and the heat on the palate but it's it's weird because it, it's there it doesn't burn but you can taste like the the like the these spices that kind of lift off to this like fruity jam, um, and almost like a Three Musketeers bar at the end, like on the finish. Hmm. But the, the the toasted walnut comes back on the finish, and vanilla. I like I, I like the finish on this one actually. Lots of dried fruits on that finish, like. Um, you know when you, what was that stuff? It, it was basically like chopped up fruits. You'd pop them like uh, they're almost like dehydrated fruits. And they taste like gummies. It's what your grandparents would have no, at their house. You know what I'm talking I, about? I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. It tastes like like it, that kind of like dried fruit with lots of vanilla on the finish. It's actually pretty heavy on the vanilla. And a little bit of the, the toasted oak. Again, not many wood notes for something that's 13 years in the barrel, 65.1 ABV. Usually when you get the higher ABV, you're going to get more of the wood notes. You're going to get more of the barrel. But this one is this one is nice. Yeah, I'm digging I'm digging through notes just to find a, what I find that's like to, com, you know, to compare it to. But... I can't really... I'm trying to think of something to compare this to. And mainly because the high ABV gives it a really rich, oily uh, oily note. And I'm, I'm going to water this. I think this is probably the first one of the first things that I've got in a, in a um, Marsala. Oh, this is definitely the cash. first Mar so, Marsala finished so whiskey I've had. So, Space Side... Speyside finish, which is like you said, is Highland, but it's Highland, not, but Speyside, but, but not where like the Macallan no, no. and Balvini. It's more no, no. Balvini is a Speyside. Okay. Don't let them don't let them fool you. It's a Speyside. They'll tell you they're Highland, I, but they're Speyside. Glen Farkless, Glen Fittich, um, Macallan's also Speyside. Yeah, again, don't let them t don't let them tell you differently. They're Speyside. 
Okay, with the water, it opens up a little bit more of the fruit notes on the, uh, on the palate. Or on the nose. Let me hit that. Sorry. Let me hit the water. Hit some water in there. Yeah, this one definitely, definitely smells a little bit better on the nose with the, with the water. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, the water just, like, that woke everything up on the nose. The chocolate, the chocolate came out like crazy. So before it was a, a, a very light, light, light chocolate, like almost, you know, very s subtle cacao. But now it is, uh, it's definitely more prominent. It's, I would say this is almost, a, it's not a dark, but almost like a mid cacao level chocolate. See, now I get Snickers. I would say, I could say the same thing. It definitely has kind of like that. Milk chocolate, like mm. just chocolate that you're used to. You know? Taste it and think Snickers. Oh my God! You get the creamy nougat, the like the the not, not peanutty, but there's a nutty flavor in there, and then the milk chocolate. That is a uh, man. The finish has got that. The finish is is long, very long. I'm writing down, add water to get Snickers. <laughs> yeah. This one is interesting. This one's going to be... This one's very complex. Very tough to judge here. I will say, though, that the, the heat is definitely there um, on the palate. The water helps. Uh, the water helps tremendously with yes. that. And, and with pulling out some... Some of the craziness in the and and don't be shy clothes. don't be shy about adding water to this one it's hot it is 65.1 percent even with all the water i've added it's probably still in the mid 50s low uh, mid to low 50s hmm. mm. yeah the milk chocolate comes out way more man that is snickers in a glass after water All right, I have my number here. Hmm. I have my number on this one. I, I truly enjoy this. I I think this was again part of the part of the fun about doing this single cask one is that these are bottles that we're not going to normally get and probably ever. In fact, this one's sold out. It's about 125 bucks a bottle. It is um, complex. It's rich. It is a nice long finish. This is something you could enjoy over the course of, I mean, we've had, I, I'd say I'd probably have had half an ounce over the course of the last 20 minutes while talking about it. So not even drinking it constantly, but slowing down and enjoying it. This one to me, I would give a 91. Very, very highly rated because of the complexities, because of the nuance of flavors, changes with a little bit of water. Again, I would call it like an 89 without water, 91 with. So I'm going to give it a 91 because add water to it. If, if you find this, add water to it. So um, I, I also think it's fantastic. I, like you said, it's something that you definitely enjoy sipping and, and discussing. Um, and this is one that I would, I would say would probably not make this – this, does, this doesn't make me want to go jump out and – 
buy it to have to consume on my own. It's definitely one that I would I would enjoy if I was just with you or other other members at a, at a speakeasy and just it got randomly pulled off the shelf. It would be awesome to enjoy and go through all the complexities, but for some reason it doesn't it doesn't strike me as one that I want to drink every day. Probably because oh no the no, fucking, no the fucking high yeah the high proof this, of this. Is, this is not so, an everyday drinker. This is a this is a gather your friends who are also whiskey lovers and share it with people who will enjoy and savor and appreciate the nuances yeah. of, of a whiskey like this. So because of the complexity, the, the taste, but because of the, the lack of making me want to go out and seek a bottle, not as high as you, but still good. I'm in 87 uh, on this is where I think where I think this is at. Uh, like I said, wouldn't uh, wouldn't be upset if it was randomly pulled off a shelf uh, with a group of group of guys to to sample it, but not something I'm going to seek out. And like I said, it, I still I still always go back to that run we had, the Kailala, the Canvas, and that the other that was that here. was a good run. And there, this is not in that run. No, it, it's it's not quite there. But I I really enjoy it because I think that, um, and maybe I'm a little partial to having scotch that is high proof like this, that is cast strength. Because we don't normally get it. We normally get, you know, watered down whiskey to the 46% because I think I talked about it in one of the episodes where we were doing, oh, it was Abalor, when we were doing the Abalor Abenade, where, hmm. you know, Scotch whiskey was originally bottled at cast strength, and then with the temperance movement, they bottled it down to like 33%. And then after that was repealed, kind of like our prohibition, they just, they just took it a little step less. Um they they started bottling everything at at over forty percent, but it really ranges in the forty to forty eight percent. That's kind of where Scotch lies. Uh, it, it's nice to see a sixty five point one percent Scotch. Uh, I think this is, this might be one of the highest whiskeys uh, I've ever had. I, I'm thinking around to what we've what we've had and Stag was. Only thing I think we may have had that has been more has been a Jack Daniel's uh, barrel proof. Because I got a Jack Barrel proof that's one thirty four. Okay, yeah, you know what? That is that is higher than. That is that is but the that highest be, whiskey I we've mean, had. And that would be probably. I think a lot of the Jack Daniels get up get up there, and probably because they. Well, they continuously run it, and they they yeah. can afford to produce a cast strength whiskey at that high of a proof because, you know, they've got millions of barrels waiting to go. So, yeah, very good. I, I enjoyed Glen Alecky, uh yeah. 13. Um, you know, props to what they're doing. And uh, I hope to see more of them on the shelf. I, I don't think I've ever seen Glen Alecky on the shelf. But, hey, this is a, a testament of these whiskey advent calendars. And I, I wish these things were available all year round because I feel like we could definitely do uh, 365 days of... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Of drams, uh, just because it's so fun. Because you don't fun. know what's next. And, and I mean, uh, how often are you going to find? Um, and, the, and the crazy thing is, this is this one ounce. These are just enough of uh, you know a barrel proof or a cast strength or a cast select. So uh, that's kind of the cool thing is it's getting a toe into some rare stuff that you don't get to find every day, um, and get to enjoy it together in a speakeasy. Yeah. So. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight on the uh, the December 13th episode of uh, the Whiskey Advent Calendar. So, Brant, if you came here to learn. Uh, drink what you learn. If you came here to share. Share what you drink. If you came here to... Wait. Yeah. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. If you came in here a stranger, 
May you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up. up. How many times do you think we've said that that we still don't know? Way too many. Uh, and I don't yeah, know why exactly, we don't know it. There, there are times when we do it flawlessly and we're like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then when we think about what we have to say, that's yeah. when we fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everybody. I don't know if that's going to stay in or not, but if it does, a little peek behind the curtain, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Cheers.